Hey guys, and welcome to the number 43 ever episode of the Cool Sports Network. I am Chase Coburn, and today we are back with another episode of the Cool Sports Network. I am joined by a very special guest. You may have already heard him on Wiz Talk with Chase as we preview what ended up being a disastrous Wizards at Heat game. But now he's on here to talk some football. Dexter Coburn, welcome to the show. Thank you, Chase. Thanks for inviting me again. I'm really excited to talk about Thanksgiving football today. How excited are you, Chase? I mean, how can you not be excited? You know, the NBA has Christmas, the NHL has New Year's Day, and the NFL has Thanksgiving. And this is the number one thing. So we're going to be previewing. There's three Thanksgiving Day uh, day games. And usually, you know, we saw, you know, a few years ago when the Cowboys weren't doing that well and the Lions usually aren't doing that well. Um, you know, we usually saw that that nighttime game would honestly be the only game in the night. And the Thanksgiving game two years ago as well uh, was uh, postponed. I was Ravens Steelers. If you are both Ravens fans, we know that was postponed. I feel like the entire team got COVID 19 and then bada boom, bada bam. You know what I'm saying? It got postponed. But, you know, some, sometimes I think what I'm trying to say is sometimes the Thanksgiving games are good and sometimes they're bad. Dexter, I, I don't know if this is just me, but, you know, you have Bills, Lions, Cowboys, Giants, and Vikings Patriots. It's not like an incredible set of games, but I don't think it's really that terrible. I think we're gonna have some fun matchups today. Yeah, I don't think anything's gonna be boring. I think they're pretty pretty good games. Pretty good games. Pretty high scoring too. Yeah, I don't think I think Thanksgiving is gonna be, you know, you know, you're trying to get the turkey, not defend the turkey, if that makes sense. But I'm bummed. All right, let's let's go to the uh, seven three Buffalo Bills. They had a two-game losing streak now, and they finally won against the Cleveland Browns. But they're going against arguably the hottest team in football right now. The Detroit Lions have won three straight. They're four and six. The Bills, though, even though it's in Detroit, nine and a half point favorites. Personally, I think the Bills are going to win thirty-four to thirty-six. Dexter, what's your prediction? I think they're going to win 35-27. Very similar score there for fantasy. Uh, who do you got? Who are some of the fantasy players that could really stand out today? I got Josh Allen. I think he could throw some touchdowns against the Trashy Lions defense. I have DeAndre Swift. He's back. No injuries. Run the ball a lot more than Jamal Williams, even though if they get tied at the one-yard line again, Jamal Williams would probably go running in. I have Amon Ross St. Brown. He's just been getting loads of targets, completions, yards, and he hasn't got a touchdown yet, but maybe today's that day. And then for I got Gabe Davis. He has, like, two in the teens scores and, like, 30 bomb, a 20 bomb. And I think that today against the Lions defense that he can do good. I think this will be a high-scoring game. So we have two similar ones here. I got Josh Allen and Gabe Davis. I think that connection, the Bills offense going to have a great day. I don't think it's all going to be Stephon Diggs. I think Gabe Davis, as you did mention, I think today may be the day. You know, he is going to have, you know, another great game. He's had some this year. I think, you know, he's he's going to kind of, you know, replicate some of that success. And he's going to have, you know, another good game for us today. But – Instead of DeAndre Swift, I'm going to go with Jamal Williams. And the reason why I say that is Swift may have more yards and more carries, but eventually Jamal Williams, the lead leader in touchdowns, rushing touchdowns, is going to pound the football in. And eventually that's what you want in fantasy. You want a guy that can continuously get touchdowns, and I think he can get a good enough yards. He already has, what, 600 680 yards this year? I think he's on pace for like 900 probably something. Uh, so, you know, maybe even 1,000, something around that range. Um, you know, that's good enough in fantasy. And the fact that he leads the league in touchdowns, uh, I think he's having a career year personally, and I think he's a, a very important thing here. My Coburn's catch, though, on why I think the Bills are going to win is 
not because they're going to stop the Lions. Because, again, I have the Lions wearing 26 points. That's a lot in the, football, in, in, in the National Football League. My Coburn's catch for the Bills is just to take an early lead, mainly by passing the football. Now, the Lions' defense isn't good, honestly, on most aspects. They're not really good in the run or the pass. So you can kind of do either way. Even, even though that Buffalo could possibly take advantage uh, and start running the ball with Devin Singletary and James Cook, they could take advantage of a weaker Lions run defense. Um, I think – that will just allow Detroit to stay in the game. And because eventually running the ball is going to take slower to score the ball than it will Detroit. And if Detroit's scoring quicker than than the, than the Bills are, the Bills can find themselves in a very tricky situation. So get off to an early lead, pass the ball. Then once you sustain a lead, as they start to come back, pound the football, waste the clock so that you can get the ball out of Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift's hands and force Jared Goff to come back. Now, with the defense that Buffalo has, if Jared Goff can come back, he deserves a standing ovation because that would be absolutely incredible. But force Jared Goff to beat you, not the two good, not the two great running backs there in, um, in Detroit. Dexter, what's your direction to the W? My direction to the W for the Bills is pass early, just like you, should, they should get an early lead. Everyone thinks that they can run. They can run, but I think later in the game, once they have that lead, because you know you can never tell, but yeah, but they have like they have Diggs, Davis, Knox, McKenzie, and the ball is thrown from Josh Allen. Who who the Lions definitely can't stop him from passing. So why don't they just do it? So yeah, the Bills are ninth in rushing yards in the NFL as of right now. I think that the Bills should just pass and then run the second half once they have a lead. So yeah. Right, and that, again, that gets the ball out of DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams' hands. I think that's honestly the main key here is you don't – again, you want Jared Goff to beat you. If Jared Goff is going to come up and play like a superstar, I mean, props. I mean, Troy, props. And for the Lions, I, I really like the Lions, and I believe that they can keep up with scoring or even win. I think they should run the ball with DeAndre Swift. He has talent, no injuries, like I said. He should be taking most of the carries. Other carries belong to Jamal Williams. But he usually gets to one yard and might come into the touchdown. It's kind of frustrating to fantasy people, unless you have him. The Bills are also have two big injuries, including Tremaine Ed- Edmonds and Micah Hyde. He's entering, which are two of the best defensive players. Yeah, those are definitely you know big injuries for them. But you know, let's move on. Another tradition: the Cowboys always play at home uh, on Thanksgiving Day, like the Lions. But they are hosting their division rival, the New York Giants, who find themselves a seven and three record. Find themselves. The sixth seed in the NFC, third um, in the NFC East, which is con- the consensus best division in football, that or the AFC East. Uh, for me, I have the Cowboys here winning, um, you know, 24 to 20. But, you know, Dexter, I heard you have the Cowboys winning, but by how much? 11. So you have 26 or 27, um, 16. Why do you have the uh, the Cowboys covering this uh, minus 10 spread? I don't know. I feel like the, the Cowboys have – a really good defense, and I don't think the Giants like have anyone to pass to, especially with Wondell Robinson out now and Daniel Bellinger. So they'll need to start running with Saquon Barkley. He could have a good game, but I feel like this defense is just too good. They'll stop them. While the Cowboys could do really good on offense because they have, I mean, Zeke and Tony Pollard. Those are tough running backs to stop. We're going to get into them. Yeah, we're going to get into them soon after this. But back to you, Chase. Yeah, so, you know, I think, you know, when you look at the New- this New York Giants team, you know, they struggled. They got blown out by the Seahawks before the bye. Then they barely beat the Texans. And then you'd get blown out by the Lions. Clearly something's not right. And clearly what they were doing at the beginning of the season um, is not quite 
um, transitioning to the second half of the year. So clearly something is changing. Teams are adjusting to their style, and the Giants are having a lot of trouble, even if Daniel Jones is playing well. They're having a lot of trouble getting the ball in the end zone, but not only that, but making stops, which two of those things were very good things they did. I mean, you know, to begin the season, but when you look at fantasy players, I think it's the three running backs. I think Saquon Barkley is going to have a great game if the Giants want to stay in it. And I think Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott are both going to be great fantasy players. And that kind of brings me into my Coburn's catch because I think the Cowboys will win this game by kind of having a 1A, maybe not 1B, but like a 1A, 1B slash C kind of running system with Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. Because, you know, Tony Pollard's been used more uh, overall. You know, he's the better running back. Uh, you know, he had a hundred. 89 total yards and two total touchdowns against the Vikings. But Zeke, on the other hand, also played his role. Now he had 42 yards, not a um, great yards per carry, but he did have two touchdowns. And even though his yards per carry isn't great, I think he's playing his role. And he's a very, he's durable, which is very important for a running back. And he's just very good on short, he's efficient on short yardage gains. And I think, honestly, that's what they need out of Ezekiel Elliott right now to have this true, um, you know, running back 2-0. Um, now, with the Giants, they do not have a great run defense. So I think they will succeed running the ball. Pollard's going to have more yards. Zeke's going to have more touchdowns. The two running backs are going to lead Dallas to victory. Dexter, uh, who are some of your fantasy players that stand out, and what's your direction to the W? I like, I know he's been kind of failing these past few weeks, Don Schultz, but I think if he just gets a touchdown and yards, he will he will meet his projection even more than his projection. I think he's a good play. Dak Prescott, I think he can be a good play. You know, they might, if Chase is right, they might have to throw the ball a lot, or it could go the other way with Tony Pollard and Zeke. I think Tony Pollard have a decent game. Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, I don't know. It depends on what the Cowboys coach thinks, if they should share the ball or if they right. want to start Tony Pollard. They each, fi- each had 15 carries against yeah. the uh, against the Vikings, but we can easily tell who the more productive player was. So yeah. maybe mm-hmm. they're going to start to move Zeke in the wrong direction. But mm-hmm. interesting here, Dexter, the fact you have Michael Gallup, Dalton Schultz, Zach Prescott, only um, – only Cowboys players, you know, talk talk to me about Michael Gallup and why you don't have any Giants players there. Michael Gallup, I really think, like, Michael Gallup, like, twice a year gets 31 fantasy points, and today I think will be that day. I really think Michael Gallup can do good just because maybe they don't have to target CD because they're winning by that much, so maybe just give it to Gallup. Right. And then I don't really have any Giants players because I just don't think they'll be like, I guess Saquon Barkey could be, like, th- they'll be their best player probably. Or maybe Daniel Jones, but I don't know. Not so much as the Cowboys players. But yeah, back to yeah. I mean, I think with Daniel Bellinger and Wandale Robinson out, I mean, this Giants receiving core is really weaker. And eventually, I think they'll hang around. But eventually, I think you know the Cowboys, uh, you know, are going, you know, to eventually get the win. Yes, it was your direction to W. The fact that you think Michael Gallup is going to have a good game. I feel like you know, not to be Lizzo, but it's about it's about time that. You know, Michael Gallup, I think, honestly has, you know, that great game this year. Let's move on to the final game uh, tonight, which is going to be a great game. I'm going to have this on in the background with my UConn Huskies and the Oregon Ducks in the Thanksgiving tournament. Uh, but it's the Minnesota Vikings, 8-2, and two, coming off of possibly the worst loss of the entire season for a team. Uh, they are going to host the 6-4 and four New England Patriots, who have been really impressive. You know, they, they've really, you know, come up to play. They've won their past few games. You know, Minnesota is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I have them covering that spread and winning 38-34. to 34. Dexter, what's your prediction for the matchup? You know, just to make it interesting, I feel like there's an overtime game once in a while. I think this game will go into overtime. The Vikings coming out 23-20 or 26-20. It doesn't matter. Touchdown field goal. But I do have the Vikings being the spread. That is interesting because I personally have this as more of a high-scoring game with, honestly – 
um, you know, for our for my Fanduel lineup, I know I have Kirk Cousins, KJ Osborne, and TJ Hawkinson. I think they're honestly going to be able to pound the football. I mean, not not pound the football. I think they're going to be able to pass the football really well today. As for New England, I think their offensive firepower is going to come from running the ball with Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris. I think the the rushing offense overall for New England is going to have over two hundred yards, and it's just going to be very dominant. Um, you know, offensive perform- performances for both teams. I don't trust the Vikings defense to be able to come up and uh, you know and, and make and make plays. So uh, yeah, I do have uh, Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Harris as two key fantasy players in this game, and I do also have KJ Osborne as a key fantasy player. I do think he's going to come up here. And uh, who are some of your fantasy players that could stand out? I think that TJ Hawkinson t- can do good. He's been having a lot more targets since the Vikings, but not so much for KJ Osborne. I'm thinking they've been just gaining less targets. I think Justin Jefferson, he either gets like a four-point game or a 30-point game. I don't know what it will be, but I would still start him. But, yeah, and then I also have Ramondre Stevenson. I think he'll still get more carries than Damian Harris. But, yeah, and the reason why I think this will be a low-scoring game, Patriots don't have a good offense except for the running backs. But I feel like the, the Vikings will also – the Vikings also know that they don't have – like, that's the only good thing about the offense. So the Vikings can maybe, like, try to focus more on the stopping the running. Right. Right. To stop the run game and the Patriots have a good defense, I think you're saying, to kind of, you know, contain Minnesota's offensive team. Yeah. My Coburn's catcher for this game is I think that Minnesota, yes, they do need to gain yards through the air, but I honestly do think also that they need to have a great completion percentage. The Patriots are allowing the lowest completion percentage in the NFL this season with 55.7%, only allowing about 51% uh, completion percentage when winning. But when losing, it is 61. I'm sorry, I'm 63%. Uh, when they do win, they're, they're allowing for completion percentage. So still good, but I think when you complete more passes, the Patriots don't do good with that. They need, you know, they need to force turnovers. You know, they need, you know, an inefficient football game for the quarterback. I think of Minnesota can get a good completion percentage. Everything else will fall into play. The touchdowns, yards, and it will get them, uh, you know, a victory. But, you know, Dexter, I think you have a really good one here. But, you know, what's your direction to the W? I'd actually say the W is that for the Vikings to win, they need to try something different things to score. Think they could run and pass both of them. Patriots have a solid defense. Vikings have an above average defense, so this game might be low scoring, more of a defense kind of game. I think there will be a lot of turnovers in this game too. Not the QBs aren't that great, and they could throw a lot of interceptions. So I think that could happen. And I, the Patriots have a pretty trashy offense, except for the running back position. So like I said, Stevenson and Harris will switch up and carry, just like last week. Stevenson will probably get most of them, and yeah, that's what I have. Yeah, it's, it's interesting the fact that I have such a high-scoring game and you have such a low-scoring game because you're looking at it more from a defensive perspective and I'm looking at it more from an offensive perspective, the fact that Minnesota is going to be scoring quickly. And so will New England, even though they're running the ball, they're going to have a lot of big runs. Again, I think it's going to be an overpowering offensive night. Real quick, though, because we, we do want to let you go and actually give you guys a chance to watch these games. But, uh, you know, let's go on to our turkey takes, which is something we're just adding here for Thanksgiving. And uh, this is for all the games. And I think personally... Uh, there's a possibility that all three favorites lose the game. The favorites are the Bills, the Cowboys, and the Vikings. And there's a possibility they all lose. The Bills have been really inconsistent ever since losing to the Jets, and the Lions have extreme momentum, and, you know, they've been winning their past few games. I can definitely, you know, if especially if it's a shootout, the Bills haven't been great with shootouts this year. I can definitely see the Lions taking the win. You know, the Cowboys, you know, they are at home. They feel like they're at the top of their game. They just got to blow out. Maybe looking ahead, you know, maybe the Giants, you know, they kind of need a win, even though they are in a decent playoff position with a weaker NFC this year. They still do need to, you know, get wins.
wins that they do want to get anywhere in the postseason because right now they're in a really negative drought, just not a good place right now for the New York Giants. They kind of need a win, you know, maybe a must-win game against your rival, you know, kind of breaking their hearts. And then, honestly, I think the Patriots can win just because, you know, um, I think the Vikings' run defense may not be able to stop New England's run offense uh, or rushing game overall. And then I also think that New England's defense could possibly be good enough to force some turnovers on Kirk Cousins and end up winning the football game. Dexter, you just have one game, and it's about Jared Goff. I know, Jared Goff. What is your take about Jared Goff? My turkey take is that I think that the Lions can keep up with the Bills or even win. My hot take is that Jared Goff, I think he could get three or more passing touchdowns. I think that can happen if the Lions have to throw the ball a lot, which I think will probably happen. I think the Lions have a chance of winning even. Like I said, they are doing a lot better than last year. And the Bills were just on the two-game losing streak to the Jets, which no one thought was going to be that good, but it's surprising. So and then yeah. the Vikings, that crazy game. And yeah, then, now the Vikings. You know, and then they barely like, beat the Browns. And the Browns had an onside kick, and they only had a chance to win the game. They, so. And maybe everyone's wrong about the Vikings defense. Maybe they're just, like, really bad. Like, maybe right. worse than our huh? One of the worst. Right. So, um, yeah, I think, you know, Jared Goff definitely, you know, can have, you know, a really good game. We are going to wrap it up here. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Dexter, thank you so much for coming on. Enjoy the games today. And also watch UConn, Oregon, and that whole Thanksgiving tournament. But, of course, turn on some games. I'm going to go downstairs, have some turkey, and have a great Thanksgiving, everybody. See ya. We out.